All right, final hour of the Chad Hartman Show. Chad has been out today. Hopefully, he'll be back tomorrow. We will see. Uh, if he is not back tomorrow, I mean, I'll gladly step in to the fray. Although, we got Wolves basketball tomorrow night. That's the thing. Would you rather be doing the late night Wolves, doing the pre and, you know, the post stuff? Uh, I, I mean, I like hanging out with you, man. You're a cool guy. It's all good. I mean, you I, know, I feel like you're guy. saying, but I'd rather come in late. I mean, not necessarily. <laughs> I like I like getting in and getting out. Then you got the rest of your day. It's true. Like I was telling you, once once we're done here, I got things I'm gonna do. You, you know, got plans? I run the grocery store, run run a couple errands, whatever, and then boom, I'm good. <laughs> Watch a little college basketball tonight. Rock chalk Jayhawk. My Jayhawks are facing the case. K-State Wildcats, we got revenge. Oh, that's right. A couple weeks ago, it didn't yeah, go your way. Yeah, man, we got revenge tonight. So I'm, I'm all locked and loaded on that game tonight. The Wolves back in action tomorrow night facing the Golden State Warriors. Mm. Now, I did want to get to this, this topic about Russian athletes. And it has to do – well, first off, my sentiment is I am like many around the world – that looks at the situation of Vladimir Putin and Russia going at um, Ukraine and attacking them and starting the war. I just it, it, it bothers me. I think that the majority of people are like that. Um, I support Ukraine. OK, but this this particular angle with regards to athletes participating in the 2024 Paris Summer Games, I can't get with. So Olympic gold medalist. Vladimir Klitschko has joined Ukraine's fight against the IOC plans to let some Russians compete at the 2024 Paris Summer Games. The former heavyweight champion boxer suggested in a video message published on Monday that sports leaders will be accomplices to the war if athletes from Russia and its military ally Belarus can compete at the next Olympics. The IOC set out its preferred path last week for Russians um, and those from um, Belarus who have not openly supported the war to qualify for Paris and compete in 18 months' time as neutral athletes with no flag or anthem qualifying events would likely be in Asia. Uh, Klitschko, this is what he had to say. Um, The world is watching you. History will judge you. And then he, because he put together like a one-minute statement outside of, uh, as he stood there by a bomb-damaged building. Um, And this is his direct challenge to the IOC president. 651-461-9226. This is my take, and I'd love to get your reaction. As much as I support... um, the people of the Ukraine, and I hate that this is happening, that there's even a war over there, that they've been attacked by Vladimir Putin. I'm not on board with not allowing Russian athletes to compete at the 2024 um, Paris Summer Games if they have not openly supported the war. If if you are a Russian athlete and you have not made any particular vocal stance and you just are living your life 
I don't think it's fair to take it out on them in that way. And, and I can't, it's kind of, I feel weird even saying that, right? Like, but I do believe that because I don't think that, do I think that Vladimir Putin is representative of every single person in Russia? I don't think that. You know, the same way that, 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 that here with potential leaders that we have, like Joe Biden, is he representative of every single person in this? Of course not. So in that way, if there's, if there's an athlete that has openly said, yes, let's attack Ukraine, let's do. No, I don't think that they should be allowed. I agree. Or if you're from Belarus, same thing. But if you've really said nothing, you've had no open display. Um, and listen now, they're saying that they're going to be viewed as neutral athletes with no flag, no anthem. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm with the IOC on this one. I've got no problem banning them. Mm, okay. I'm okay with that. Okay. I think if you have them, you know, whoever it is for the war, anti-war, neutral, if you're, if you're out there competing without a flag and without, we all know. You know, I don't think that makes a difference. We we all know they're from Russia or Belarus. You know, yep. I, I don't think that makes a difference to anyone watching the games. And you know, I I think it's just you know it's unfortunate. I I I would like every athlete who's capable and you know willing to put their talents on display at the Olympics to be able to be there. But with this situation, I mean, kind of all we've done right now to Russia is punish citizens, right? But you know, all- through all the you know, economic sanctions that we and other countries have put on Russia. Yeah, it's falling on the people of Russia. But and- you're only doing it based on location. Let's say that there's mm-hmm. an American athlete. Let's say that there's an American athlete mm-hmm. that says, no, I'm pro-Russia. I'm against Ukraine. Yeah, t- yet go ahead and, and, and wage that war. Should that American athlete be allowed? When they are promoting that, when that stance, I don't think so. I just think that we're then we're dealing with location versus what the actual um, stance the person has. I have a problem with people in this country that are pro-Russia and anti-Ukraine mm-hmm. and are supporting this war and this invasion of people. But if there's let me ask you that answer that one. If, 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 if there was an openly whoever it was athlete in our country and I know that we're not in Belarus and we're not in Russia, but if they had that stance. Do you think that they should be allowed? No, I don't think so. I don't think we need to have them in the Olympics. If somebody's, you know, outspoken about it like that, just, you know, if somebody's outspoken about being a white supremacist or something like that, no, no, get out of here. We don't need you on the world stage. But there's a, um, you know, wise uh, wise person once said, Henry, them's the breaks. <laughs> and, you know, it's not fair for somebody who was born in Russia, who's neutral on this or who mm-hmm. probably privately um, feels that what their government is doing in Ukraine is horrendous and heinous and awful. Yeah. What, what if they? But, what if they feel? What if they feel exactly that? But you know what? They can't come out and verbalize that because you know what? Vladimir uh, Putin's people will be at their door and ready to throw them off the balcony yeah. of a of a building. Yeah. And I don't know if there's a way to get that person out of there and let them compete for another country. That would be great. You know, let them suit up for any other country they can find asylum in, and, and I don't think and they could if they want to. But because they're sending guys to war, they don't even want to go to war for Russia. Yep, I know it's it's awful on so many levels. But I think I, I just think that you know, 
finding a way to get Russia off the world stage of the Olympics, I don't think that's a problem. If that's just one more little sanction that can be done to say, well, you know, all these economic things, all these trade things can be done, and, you know, it might just be a tiny little straw on top of the uh, the giant pile that you're putting on Russia, at least pressuring them to stop what's going on in Ukraine um, in the absence of any sort of military action. But if it's just one more thing, yeah, I, I feel feel for the athletes that have been working their whole lives trying to get to this. But like I said, them's the breaks. Yep. All right, 651-461-9226 if you'd like to weigh in on this topic. But also, as we approach the, uh, the Super Bowl, not this weekend, but the following weekend. Yeah, clearly, Vikings not in it. We got booted very quickly out of the postseason. But I do have good news. We get to that next year. Henry Lake in for Chad Hartman. All right, we're coming up on the Super Bowl. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, and I like this matchup. I just don't like it. I love it. Okay? And the reason why I say that I love this matchup is because this entire NFL season, these were the two best teams. You've got the undisputed best team in the AFC. I guess some people say disputed because you had Cincinnati was up there, Buffalo's up there, Kansas City's up there. Doesn't matter. Kansas City came out of it, and Kansas City was the number one seed. Then you have the number one seed in the NFC, and Philadelphia was just, they were the best yeah, team. That was undisputed. That, that was undisputed. Now, did it suck for the 49ers to have so many injuries in a game like that, NFC Championship game, they lose Brock Purdy. Yeah, that was the story of their season, though. Purdy's hurt. Um, Garoppolo's hurt. Lance hurt. Like, they all the quarter, who didn't get hurt? Then the backup got hurt. Purdy's backup got hurt. They had four guys go down. They had four guys. So, with from that perspective, San Francisco, awesome run. You guys did great. You traded away for Christian McCaffrey. But, unfortunately, Philadelphia was too good. Jalen Hurts, I think, will come in second in the MVP battling because I think that Patrick Mahomes will win another MVP. But then after that, I think Jalen Hurts has to be the other guy after him. Yeah. Well, Can you think, who do you think, who would you, who would you say is second? I, it has to be him. I don't see anyone else. I mean, and I know he missed, what, two or three games, but I don't care. Yeah. I mean, they were bad when put he was Josh gone. Allen in there? I don't think so. No. Um, Burrow, no. I, yeah, I think it's Jalen Hurts for as, as good as that team was. And, yes, you said missed a couple games. But, I mean, they were good from week one through week 18. All right, so we're going to have a Super Bowl game that everybody's going to enjoy, I think, because I think it'll be a close game. Both teams are really good. Um, and I'll be pulling for Kansas City just because of my connection to the city, working there, living there for five and a half years, um, having friends there still. Um, I actually might even go there for, for the for, for the Super Bowl weekend <laughs> and hang out and, and be with some people. You want to show up as an Eagles fan then, just to stick it to? Nah, them? I'm good. I'm oh, good. I'm on. good. I'm good. Um, but we do got some good news, okay? Because we all been dealing with stuff in the pandemic and supply shortage and um, you know supply chain this that the other whatever. Chicken wings and guacamole will cost less this year. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yes. With CNN right around the corner, if you're going to be a party host, it's likely that your party this year for the big game 
is going to cost less than last year. According to CNN, while overall food price inflation is up, overall mm-hmm. it is up. Because, yes. look, look, I'm going to grocery store after we leave here, after, after we're done here, is up 18.8% over last year. Prices on some popular snack items, though, are down just in time for game day, according to a new Wells Fargo Super Bowl food report. Wing fans will like this. A pound of chicken wings is down 22% from a year ago. Okay. Because of supply. That's real savings. 22%? Heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. That's great. Uh, this from Michael Swanson, Chief Agricultural uh, Agricultural Economics uh, Economist, rather, at Wells Fargo. He says it came down to two dollars and sixty-five cents per pound in early January. Chicken wings were so expensive last year that consumers were looking for alternatives to serve at the party. Um, and then we also have. They're saying guac, man. They're saying go crazy with guac (laughs) because avocados are at a bargain. It sounds like the average retail price for avocados is down 20%. Okay. So not as much as the chicken. Because what did I say? 22% for the chicken? Yes, you did. 22% for the chicken. 20% for avocados. Which, are you a fan of guac? I wasn't until a few years ago on on a Mexico trip where, ooh, they make some good guac. Now I can get into it. Now it's but before I was like, hey. wait. You had to go to you had to go to Mexico to get good guac. I tell you what, man. I don't know. I don't know. I just it, it, I'm not. I don't like avocados in general. But when you smash it up, mix it up a little bit, you know. Once I got the real Mexican guac, good. I said, okay, I can. I I need to give this another shot. Yeah, I'd rather have salsa. Though. I'm talking myself honest. into getting some guac now that I'm going to grocery store. You can't go crazy on the guac though. Especially no, if you're no, making no, you it can. yourself, because then it turns brown, and then you just gotta chuck it out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. But it, but <laughs> but but guac and avocados are really good for like the healthy diet and and, and uh, with the, the healthy the, fats. The, the right? healthy yep. fats, yeah. So yeah, I can I can get into that. Are you a wing guy? Do you may have you made your own wings ever? Uh yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm better off going to B Dubs or something. <laughs> Seriously, like like yeah. I, I mean, I can try anything a couple of times and. I'm not a professional. Wing. I'm not a wingmaster. Yes. We'll put it like that. I uh, we did wings a few years ago. We had a, some folks over for the Super Bowl, and we, you know, a few pounds of wings, whatever it was. And you know what? You, you throw a good dry rub, dry rub, let them sit, and just bake them in the oven. You know, we don't have the the deep fryer or anything like that at home, but just baked wings. That's pretty good. It's pretty good if you get if you get you know get the good wings. That's it's the problem with beat ups. You don't get the good wings. Really, you feel like B-dubs is, is not hooking I, it up? They're not, I, I they're, feel not doing, like, they're not doing right by the people? You know what? It's like Popeye's. I love Popeye's chicken, but could we get a little more meat on the bone, please? Mm. You know, I think it feel like them, B-dubs, you know. Once they got a lot going for them. Hey, when you go to Popeye's, but, do you get the spicy, right? I'm oh, assuming. yeah. Yeah. Once we get into commercial break, I'm going to put you up on a place. You're, you're not going to go back to Popeye's. Unbelievable. You're, you're spending a, a few extra dollars, uh-huh. but it is a national chain where there's one in Minneapolis that I just found this. I found out about it this past Thursday. Okay. And um, oh, you're going to be excited. I'm intrigued. Yeah, you are intrigued. I am all I, I will ears. tell you privately in the commercial. <laughs> okay. But, but, but coming up next, uh, there was 
um, the story from about a week ago with Pope Francis um, and him uh, talking about homosexuality not being a crime. We're going to talk to Brian McNeil, president of Dignity Twin Cities, which is an organization that is working to change Catholic teaching in favor of the LGBTQ individuals out there. We talk to him next. Henry Lake in for Chad Hartman. All right, welcome back to the Chad Hartman Show. Henry Lake in for Chad. And most recently, Pope Francis criticized laws that criminalize homosexuality as unjust, saying God loves all his children just as they are, and called on Catholic bishops who support the laws to welcome LGBTQ people into the church. And joining us now uh, to talk about said topic on the John Schuster Call Banker Hotline is Brian McNeil, president of Dignity Twin Cities, an organization that is working to change Catholic teaching in favor of LGBTQ individuals. Uh, their website, DignityTwinCities.org. Uh, Brian, a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. All right, so tell me about Dignity Twin Cities and Dignity USA and how you go about the work of trying to change the teachings of the Catholic Church on LGBTQ issues. So uh, both Dignity USA and Dignity Twin Cities have been around for about 50 years. Uh, Dignity Twin Cities was the first uh, religious-oriented group in the Twin Cities back in 1974. And so we first created ourselves as a safe space for LGBTQ people to get together and and pray as as an alternative to the bars. And uh, so we started meeting for to worship. We had mass twice a week. And we also at that time, back in the 70s, started talking to the bishops, uh, Archbishop Roach at that time. And uh, so we kind of take a local approach at Dignity Twin Cities of trying to uh, talk to the bishop and explain to the bishop and and the hierarchy in general through the bishop that uh, we think that their teachings about homosexuality really need to change. Dignity USA operates at a national and actually an international level, uh, trying to do the same thing. So we're both, but we're all kind of like, there are 35 or so chapters of Dignity USA spread around the United States. Mm -hmm. And so we're basically a a local groups with a national organization that tries to speak more directly to the Vatican through the national office. Got you. All right, and so last week... The Pope said in an interview that homosexuality is not a crime, uh, called laws that criminalize homosexual behavior unjust, and called on bishops to welcome LGBTQ folks into the church. Did you expect to ever hear that from Pope Francis, and what was your reaction? I really did not expect to hear it from Pope Francis, uh, but that has been a longstanding hope and prayer of of Dignity Twin Cities and Dignity USA. Um, because in, in, especially in some African and uh, Muslim countries in, in Asia, Middle East Asia, uh, homosexuality is a crime. It's, it's, uh, I think the number is 67 countries have uh, statutes criminalizing homosexuality. In 11, it merits the death penalty. And, and so Indignity USA has, has always said that one way to help the LGBTQ communities in these countries, even where, even if Catholicism isn't uh, uh, the main religion in these countries, is to have the Vatican support the decriminalization of homosexuality. Because 
the Vatican, the Roman Catholic Church, is because of its size, its global, uh, you know, reach, it, it, it's listened to in these countries. Got you. We're talking to Brian McNeil, president of Dignity Twin Cities. He's joining us here on the Chad Hartman Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. Uh, he also said that the church still teaches that homosexuality is a sin, but there is a distinction between sin and crime, and everyone should at least be charitable to others, regardless of sexuality. What are your feelings about that? Well, I disagree with, with the sin piece. Um, but, of course, that's what the Pope has to say, right? I mean, the, the Church has taught for centuries that any sexual activity outside of marriage is sinful. Um, but, you know, we in dignity, along with a lot of other people, uh, not just LGBTQ people, say that the Church really has to, to move off that teaching and have a more, uh, more realistic uh, teaching and understanding of human sexuality than to say that all sexual activity, the only sexual activity that's licit is within marriage. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so, so that, that, that's just kind of how you view all of, all of that when he was talking about that last week. Right. I mean, he, that's the teaching and he's the Pope and, and he has yeah. to say that um, he'd have a, a, a big pushback from many quarters if he said anything different than that. Uh, in, in the Catholic Church, it, it's not unlike what's going on in the United States. There, there is a kind of culture war going on between progressives and conservatives, um, and the, the conservatives are kind of camped out in, in the hierarchy. They're very strong there. And so the, even if you know, some of us think the Pope might want to go there and say that uh, there, it is okay to have uh, gay sex outside of marriage or to have some sex outside of marriage with certain conditions, uh, he's really constrained by, by the historical teaching and by the conservatives in the Catholic Church. All right, so other groups, they have said that teachings from the Catholic Church in other religions and groups that look down upon homosexuality, transgender, etc., contribute to the hate and violence towards the LGBTQ people. Uh, do you agree with that? And do you think that this new direction from the Pope will lead to more acceptance and curb some of this hate, some of this violence that we see today directed at the LGBTQ community? Well, I sure hope so. I mean, it's hard to say, but uh, we are seeing kind of a a resurgence uh, of anti-LGBT crimes, violence in the United States. I'm not sure what, you know, what's causing that. But and can hope that statements from the Pope would uh, help tamp that down. Um, that it, we, all we can do is hope, right? I mean, that that, mm-hmm. that will make a difference. Yep. We're talking to Brian McNeil, president of Dignity Twin Cities, an organization that is working to change Catholic teaching in favor of LGBTQ individuals. Uh, he's joining us now here on the Chad Hartman Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Henry Lake in for Chad. Uh, their website for more information is DignityTwinCities.org. The website, again, is DignityTwinCities.org. And, uh, Brian, one final question, and this is just kind of from me thinking about this topic just in, in general, you know, because I'm somebody that are, always embraces diversity and being inclusive. You know, we talk about in this country, a lot of us, right, on various different platforms and just amongst our friends, we talk about being more inclusive in today's society. But are you surprised that it's taking this long for us to get to this point? 
Well, we've made, just in my lifetime, I mean, I'm kind of an older guy, just in my lifetime, uh, we've made incredible progress, uh-huh. especially in the, the secular sphere. I mean, my partner and I got together in 1987. We, we never imagined it would be legal to get married in the state of Minnesota. Mm. Um, so, I mean, we, we are making progress. But the Catholic Church, I mean, it's, I guess the, the metaphor is, is trying like to, to move a super tanker or, or redirect a super tanker. I mean, it just, it's, it's so big. It's so, it, it just takes a lot of time and a lot of energy. And that's kind of what we think our, our faith, but it's part of our faith tradition as Catholics to, to work for what we believe in, even if it does take a long time. I hear you. Hey, Brian, a pleasure to have you on the other uh, Chad Harbor show today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Henry. Appreciate it. All right. Brian McNeil, president of Dignity Twin Cities. Uh, check out the website, DignityTwinCities.org. That website, again, DignityTwinCities.org. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the, uh, the show. And then uh, we got Jason DeRussia next. All right, final segment, Henry Lakin for Chad Hartman, Jason DeRussia. I saw him just a few minutes ago. He's coming up next, him and Dan Cook. Me and Harrigan about to get out of here. I should mention, to finish it off, with the Wolves having the night off, they split with the Sacramento Kings, won on Saturday night, lost last night in overtime, back in action tomorrow night against the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry in the building. Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, the return of Andrew Wiggins. All right, so Anthony Edwards has been just absolutely spectacular this year. Like, like I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Chad Hartman, I was right. I called this one, <laughs> sir. Chad, doubted me. You doubted me. And you know that nobody watches college basketball like I do. When I tell you something, Chad, I know that you listen, but you don't know. You got to trust me. Trust your boy sometimes. So, Chad, ah, LaMelo, LaMelo, LaMelo nothing. LaMelo Ball's got nothing on Ant. LaMelo Ball, nice nice player. Nice player. I can't, I give it to him. He's nice. And he won Rookie of the Year. Shouldn't but he, have. Yeah, shouldn't have, but he ain't Ant. So Ant's been legit. Ant's been what I expected Ant to be. Okay? And I think that Ant's just scratching the surface. Like, people need to understand, this Anthony Edwards isn't full, fully grown yet. He's going to be in his prime about, mm, Three years from now, three or four. Like he's 21. Wait till he's 25. It's unbelievable. Wait till he's, he's 25. 20, still just 21. I mean, I, you've got to be kidding me. When this dude's 25, oh my wrecking shop. But this is the deal. So last night, and I've said this for about a month, but I hadn't said it publicly. I said it to uh, when you go to the games, there's basically, once you're about a month in, there's a seating chart where it never really changes mm-hmm. unless you're a visitor from out of town. You know, and, and, and it'll, it'll change when there's big games, like if there's ESPN games or there's TNT games and there's, you know, big hot shots coming in town, whatever. That, that will change things up. But for the most part, it's when you look at that front row right there, media, uh, right by um, by the court, it's on the very end, it's uh, – Suhan into me into Jace Frederick. Shirtless Jace. Shirtless Jace. Yes, you saw that picture. That was <laughs> hilarious. 
Jace Rudger for the Pioneer. And me and Jace, we, we, I mean, we share the TV. We're talking stats. We're talking the game. We're talking 20, 24-7. We disagree on, on plays or calls, and we agree on stuff. So that's my guy, friend of the show. There were about three possessions last night, specifically three possessions, where I'm at looking at Jace like Jace. And I said this, and I've, I've said this to Jace before, but last night it just really stood out. I said, Jace, um, that was very Michael Jordan-like right there. <gasps> okay? That's very and, – and there was one specifically – that I uh, a video I retweeted a clip where he went through four defenders, four raised up, floated, and boom, <laughs> knocked it down. And Jace gave me that look like, yeah, like you're right. <laughs> that that was very Jordan like. And so I am not here. On the radio or on social media at Lake Show 73, I am not proclaiming that Anthony Edwards is the next Michael Jordan. That's not that, what the podcast is going to say. That, <laughs> don't label it that. <laughs> All right, so that's not what I'm claiming. What I am saying, though, is that there's elements of his game, of Michael Jordan's game, that's in Anthony Edwards' game. Now, do I think that there's anybody that rivals Michael Jordan? No. I mean, because there's only one Jordan. Other guys can be goats and different and all that stuff, whatever. Because I don't think about it as just one, right? LeBron's different. Magic, different. Larry Bird, different. You look at the guys that are playing the game right now. Giannis, different than Luka. Like, AKD's different than... Yep. Than, but there are certain things that Ant does during the course of a basketball game, whether it's athletically, um, the instinct that he's been displaying here this year, you see some of the Michael Jordan in his game. Do you see and, it on both ends? Um, he's been better defensively. He's been better defensively this year. Like, I think that that was something that people wanted to get after him about last year was they were like, oh, my gosh. They're like, what's the deal? Yeah. And can you be better? And He's gotten. He's taking it serious defensively. There have been moments where he made sure that he was going to not only because it's easy for elite basketball players to say, "I'm going to take the game over offensively." Can you take it over defensively? Mm-hmm. Well, we know that Rudy's been able to do that. He's won multiple Defensive Player of the Year awards, right? That's like his thing. That's his identity. Ants. He's been locked in defensively. Now, he's still got some improvements, but he's been locked in. So, no, I'm not saying that Anthony Edwards is Michael Jordan or anything um, near Michael Jordan yet. But my goodness, man, when Michael Jordan was his age, was he even in the NBA? Yeah, I guess I don't know what year he started, but probably not. If- what, well, because he, he was at North Carolina for, th- for three years. He left after his junior year. So I'm assuming he was 21 or close to 21 when he left Chapel Hill. But, man, people got to understand, that's... He was 21 in his rookie season. There you go. Now, so you're saying you just see it in, you know, the way he attacks defenses, a sense of fearlessness. 
I can get that. I can also get with maybe that's the reason why Chad isn't here today because he saw you spouting that off on Twitter and he wasn't too happy about well, it. Well, you made him sick. It's funny that it's funny that he said something last night, kind of challenging me, and then this morning uh, I'm doing the hit. I'm getting ready to do the hit with Vanita. I look at Twitter and I see that uh, Jim Peterson. That he chimed in and says, I'm with Lake and Jace. Oh, vindication. And he he says, I do see it. And all of a sudden, Chad's sick. It's funny how that works out. Funny how that works. Yeah. You tell me. Yeah. Someone says you have a bad hoop stake, the one thing he hangs his hat on. And all of a sudden, I can't come in. It's embarrassing. Has that happened before? (laughs) Probably we just don't know. Or did I? Was I? Am I the first person to dunk on him? Like that? I think you might be the first person to dunk on him publicly with a hoops related uh, topic. Well, it's not the first time that I've been right about a hoops related topic with him. Um, there's been many times. Um, he will never acknowledge those on. on <laughs> of course he won't on, on the radio. I will acknowledge one take that I had, and we actually made a bet, and I still owe Chad on this bet. Uh oh. Many years ago, when J.R. Smith. Yeah, shirtless J.R. Smith. <laughs> like shirtless Jace, yeah, same thing. <laughs> same physique, um, yeah. When he was a rookie playing with, for Charlotte, uh, me and Corey Cole both proclaimed that he would make an all-star game within the first, like, five or six years of his career. He never made nah, it. it didn't work out. It didn't work out. Jason DeRussia, he's working out. Him and Dan Cook, they're up next here. I will uh, talk to you guys tomorrow on The Lake Show.